Hello and welcome to the Journey to Healing podcast. We have a great interview for you today with a very special guest. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Today, I am joined by Dr. Laura Stuve. Dr. Laura is a PhD molecular biologist and co-creator of the Body Intuitive System of Mind-Body Medicine. Body Intuitive weaves together 21st century science and classical Chinese medicine to provide effective and efficient East-West intuitive medical strategies to help people to heal from a wide variety of situations. I know there are a lot of people out there with a variety of health challenges for yourselves and your loved ones. As you will hear, Laura has a wealth of knowledge of science, which she infuses into everything she does. I hope that what you learn from Laura today can help to give you ideas of how you can help yourself and others on their journey to healing. And now for a quick medical disclaimer. All information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. No material in this podcast is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. And now it's time for our segment we like to call Word of the Week. And we are once again lucky to be joined by Nico. Hi, Nico. Hi. Thanks uh, for coming and joining us again for these fun little uh, guesses on what different words might mean. So our hope is that the audience can be following along and be guessing as well. And then anybody that's not heard of this term, we can uh, make sure that you have that information before the interview, because it's always something that is used in the interview. All right. So with that, Nico, are you ready for the word of the week? Mm-hmm. Okay. The word this week is shamanism. What do you think shamanism might mean? And it can be a total guess. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. The, um, uh, you started saying sha, and that sounds like, like chakra. <laughs> <laughs> I know what chakras are. Is it anything close to that? Mm, no, not really. So, <laughs> so there's people that are called shamans. So that shamanism is related to shaman. But chakras actually starts with a C, and shaman is actually an S. Pronunciation. Yeah, they sound the same. But good guess. That was a good try. Thank you for playing along. So for those of you who also aren't familiar with the term shamanism, shamanism, according to shamanism.com, is an ancient healing tradition and way of life. And the teachings of shamanism focus on our connection to nature and promote the well-being of all creation. And a shaman is an intermediary between this world and the spirit world. And they act on behalf of the community, conducting ceremonial rituals, healing people, and helping to guide others on the shaman shamanic path. So just wanted to make sure that's a term that's Laura mentions in the interview today. So are you glad you learned what it was before you listened to the interview, Nico? Yeah. Yeah, that'll make a lot more sense. Okay. All right. Hope you're glad to. And thanks for listening to Word of the Week. All right. Welcome back to the Journey to Healing podcast. And we are 
very excited today to welcome Laura Stuve. Laura is a PhD molecular biologist by training, and she is currently a practitioner, instructor, and also the co-creator of the Body Intuitive System of Mind-Body Medicine. So welcome, Laura. Thank you, Julie. It's exciting to be here today, and I appreciate the invitation. All right. Well, we're very excited that we get to speak with you today. Um, so I know that was, a, that was probably a lot for people to take in as far as all, all the things that you are involved with. Um, can you tell us just briefly a little bit about what you do today? And then we're going to kind of um, take a trip in the time machine and understand how you got to where you are. And then you can tell us a little bit more detail about that. But for right now, can you just summarize a little bit about what that means um, as far as the body intuitive system of mind-body medicine? Uh, absolutely. So um, I've been in the field of mind-body medicine for about 16 years now. And a few years ago, one of my colleagues and I uh, decided to um, really take the system that we practice to a, a new level. And since my background is in the science of health, how the mind impacts the body, um, our belief systems, our stresses, our emotions impact our physical health. Um, and her background is in classical Chinese medicine. The system that we have created is an integration of the latest science of health woven in with what we sometimes we call the secrets of the energy masters and of millennia um, of wisdom from uh, classical Chinese medicine. So that's the system that I, that I have uh, developed and I continue to develop. We're continuing to bring out new courses, um, but I'm a practitioner and I train practitioners and I train instructors in this system. Wow, that's very exciting. So um, have, you, have you always been involved with this type of work? Is this where you started out or, or can you tell me anything about what your background was before, if not? Um, I, I definitely started out a long way from here. Um, if you had told me 20 years ago that I would be teaching a class about chakras in the energy bodies, I would have thought you were out of your mind. <laughs> um, so where did I start out? So my background is in science. I am a scientist at heart and a scientist by training. Um, so I got my undergraduate degree in biology and chemistry and a PhD at um, University of California, San Francisco in biochemistry. And um, then I did a postdoctoral fellowship at Stanford in the Human Genome Project. And I moved on and worked in the biotechnology industry for about 15 years. So I was a director. Um, I was a senior director in two different biotech companies. I ran large research labs of between 50 and 100 people. And so I designed experiments and coordinated large scale uh, research studies in the field of human genetics. Oh, that sounds really cool. Did you, did you like working on that? I did, yes. I, I mean, I love doing the basic science. 
of, you know, kind of uncovering what genes are behind different types of complex diseases like bipolar and attention deficit disorder and breast cancer and things like that. So the, the genetics of health is uh, a very fascinating uh, avenue and, and it was very exciting to work in that field. Yeah, fascinating was actually kind of the word that I was thinking of too when you were talking about it. Yeah, it just um, sounds like very cutting edge research that you were doing. It, it definitely was. And so that, that was part of the excitement is, is, you know, we worked on a project where, uh, you know, there were three previous genes known in breast cancer behind breast cancer, and we discovered five more. So there was a feeling of really, you know, advancing science every day in the type of work that we did. Wow. Very cool. So um, what was the first time that you got involved in anything related to like alternative or he energy healing or anything like that? Um, well, it was really for my own health care. So um, I'd always been interested in alternative health, although I, you know, I didn't have anyone in my family or anything that did anything like that. But for my own health issues, I went to an acupuncturist and a chiropractor and a cranial sacral therapist, and I got better results there than I was getting from my primary care physician. And I also really appreciated the, the time that the alternative practitioners took to understand the, you know, me as a whole person, all aspects of me. And so it was really, you know, what, what I, what I found worked for me, um, with my chronic asthma and my migraines, et cetera. And, and that's where the journey started. So you were finding you were getting really good results. Was there anything in particular that you experienced? Um, well, I, I would say for, you know, for my asthma and, um, you know, regular headaches that I got that coincided with my monthly cycle, um, acupuncture and herbs gave me really great support. And there, there was really nothing that Western medical doctors offered me that really made much of a dent in those issues. So how did you first find that? Did, did you just seek that out? Did somebody suggest it to you or do you remember? Um, it, it was through friends that, that, uh, that were also, you know, found a cool acupuncture and said, oh, you have to go see this, this person. It, it was really through uh, word of mouth that, that, that I ended up there. Yes. <laughs> so did, did you have any sort of reaction when they first suggested that? Did you have any second thoughts about going to an acupuncturist or anything before you did the first time? I never did that. That was, that was not, um, I didn't have, um, I was always interested in alternative health and ha had a fascination with Eastern medicine, you know, even the whole time I was in college and, and studying other things. Were you seeing even then like connections between what you were learning in school and some of the things they were doing in acupuncture? Did you see any of those connections at that time? Or did they seem pretty separate at that, at that time? I, I really didn't have a, 
or never really put my science mind, uh, focused it on what might be going on in an acupuncture <laughs> session. Yeah, was, I, you know, it, it was the experience of it. But mm-hmm. um, if we're going to take a step back, I would say it wasn't entirely just the experience of, you know, being encouraged to explore alternative healthcare and Chinese medicine that that got me to where I am today. I've always had what I call a pretty balanced, uh, rational and intuitive side. So when I was in college, even though I did a double major in biology and chemistry, I, I pretty much also finished the art major. So I did a lot of artwork, I was a painter, And then when I went to graduate school, I, you know, it was a very long haul getting a PhD in biochemistry, but I, I was a painter and I got involved in dream analysis. And um, from, I would say really a lot of the opening to alternative things and energy healing um, came from my experience with dream interpretation and the healing that can come through listening to those subconscious messages that come through in dreams. So how did you first get involved with dream analysis? Um, Trying to survive graduate school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sounds like it. Basically, you know, academic science at the upper echelon universities like UCSF is, is pretty harsh. I mean, it's so competitive. Everyone is basically, you know, people in your own lab that work across, <laughs> you know, a few feet from you were trying to sabotage your experiments. Um, and it was a very, very cutthroat, harsh place. And there was one other woman in the lab who she and I basically got each other through and she was in a dream group and she invited me to go. So I, (laughs) I joined her and it was basically like an incredible support. One doing something with the one person in, in, in the room that was cooperative instead of competitive and two, just the type of insights that I found can come through from this uh, form of the subconscious healing realm. Yeah. Okay. So you felt really like that was helping support you getting through that difficult process of graduate school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, so where did it go from there from, um, so you're doing acupuncture um, and in doing some of the dream analysis, what, what was sort of the next phase of evolution? Um, Well, I noticed in the dream work that um, I started having uh, dreams that were giving me messages about the scientific experiments that I was doing. So pointing out um, areas where we had made an incorrect interpretation and really inviting me to do an experiment to clarify the results in the lab. And so those kind of precognitive dreams um, really got me curious about where is this information coming from that is guiding me in my scientific inquiry um, from the dream realm. So 
Um, and that really led me to an interest in shamanism and shamanic healing. And, and so that was really the next stage after dream work as I took a whole series of trainings in different traditions in shamanism. So did someone introduce you to shamanism or how did you even make that bridge over? Was it somebody in your dream group? I, I, I believe it was other people in, in, in my dream group. I just became, I started hearing more about it from my colleagues in, in the dream interpretation realm. So you could see that this is kind of a, a pattern for me. I was a scientist by day, and then I hung out with these crazy dream workers um, and went to dream interpretation conferences like on the side. And then that turned into you know, workshops in shamanism and then eventually uh, workshops in, in energy medicine. So, um, uh, so that is really how, how things evolved um, and took me into uh, really changing careers entirely. Okay. So, so what, when it was at that point, when you were going to uh, seminars on energy medicine, what type of things were involved with that? Um, so when I, when I went to, I would say I, I, I got encouraged to go to um, a lecture by my acupuncturist. And she said, Laura, this woman is amazing. You've got to go. She's teaching a class in two weeks. And I was very resistant to going. I did not want to go. Um, <laughs> but I found that as soon as I entered the door, I felt like I had arrived in like a big candy shop for adults because hmm. everything that the system um, that the instructor was describing, um, you know, the ability to work with your intuition and to sense energy in the body and to, um, you know, look at the role of emotions and belief systems and health. And yet you could work at the deep genetic level. It's, it integrated all my background in science with my interest in Chinese medicine and, you know, more esoteric, you know, energetic uh, types of healing. And it was something that, that I could learn and I could learn it, you know, in a, in a class that was four days long. And so um, I ended up trying it before I signed up for the class. So I tried a session and I was so impacted by that, that first session that, you know, my, my scientist brain was curious because I got about 75% um, of the re recovery from my chronic migraines in one single treatment. And I was really wowed by that result. I couldn't explain it. I didn't know what the practitioner had done, um, but I wanted to know more. So what so. did it what did it seem like they were doing to you at the time, with you at the time? Um, well, you know, there was neuromuscular biofeedback. There was there was muscle testing to get information as to what was going on behind the migraines. And, and then there was tapping on my head and all kinds of, you know, fancy charts on the wall with images of the brain and uh, acupuncture meridians. And 
Um, but the stories that came out from the session, the things that the, the memories and the emotions that the uh, practitioner arrived at really resonated with me. I knew that those were really key times in, in my life. And I had no idea how the practitioner could, could get such of a depth of information about my past history from pulling on my arm. <laughs> so that was, that's all you knew. Somehow they got to the right place, but you weren't really sure how they did it. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and I think it was similar enough to dream work that I was very familiar with in, you know, in, from some sort, sort of subconscious realm, these messages of healing and clarity um, were accessible. And so I felt um, open to it, I think, because of, of the depth of my experience in, in working with dreams. Okay, so you went and got the session because you wanted to decide if you were gonna go to the four day class or not? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So yes. then after that, you decided, okay, I'll, I'll do the four day class. I did the class and, and the class was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. And I knew at that point, even though I didn't know how it was going to fit into my professional trajectory, that I was going to learn the system. I was going to take all the advanced classes and I was really going to, to dive in and learn it. And that, that is what I did. Um, I had, you know, time to do these these short weekend classes and and the capacity to do that while working my you know full-time job as a you know again a, a directing a research lab and um and you know i i just carried on with with the pursuit of just learning not knowing where it was going to go i didn't really intend to develop a clinical practice, but in order to learn the system, I needed people to practice on. So I started getting clients and then, you know, then I had kind of a side job as well as a full-time job. <laughs> and, and it just kind of started um, <laughs> to be a, a part of my world that just kept expanding. Okay. So then you, then how were the clients finding you? Um, the clients were finding me because, you know, I knew, by that time I knew enough alternative practitioners, you know, chiropractors, acupuncturists, and um, they were offering me space to do a session here and there in their clinic since I wasn't going to rent a clinic space since I, you know, was a, a full-time researcher by day. <laughs> and um, they referred people to me. They referred people to me that, that they couldn't um, resolve. Um, they're like, this, this person's hard. Laura, you can, you can fix this one. <laughs> so yeah, so I started accumulating clients that way. And, um, and eventually the practice got so big that I, I went, I stepped out of my full-time job. I went part-time in biotech and then um, after four years of, of trying to do both, I, I stopped, um, I left science completely. So what was the decision like to, to try to decide to 
whether I don't know which is harder when you went part time or when you left completely. But what, what was that decision process like to to decide to move over? Um, well, it it was not an easy decision because it it involved going from making uh, a lot of money to making no money, um, and, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was something that you know my family and my friends they thought I was kind of crazy by studying this and, you know, doing some practice sessions on them. But when I was going to leave my, you know, uh, prestigious high paid job <laughs> to do this wacky uh, energy medicine, um, then they really thought I was crazy. So uh, that was very hard because of all the pushback that I got from everyone else. And all my good friends in science did not could not relate at all. So um, it was it was not the easiest era of life. Okay, so then so then you did eventually decide that it was just too much to try to do both, um, and you went full time doing the energy work. So how did how did that end up playing out? Um, well, it was at that time that I really, I knew what I wanted to do when I, when I switched into doing the, the, um, the energy medicine full time. And that was that I wanted to bring my, my science into the system, because I think there's a lot of great systems of, uh, alternative medicine out there, but they're not very science-based. So for a while, I had been reading lots of books on the scientific basis of energy medicine and Chinese medicine. And um, I brought a lot of sophisticated science into my own treatments when I worked and uh, I became an instructor. So I decided I wanted to teach. And when I taught, I you know, brought in scientific references that validated what we were doing. Um, I did a, um, a research study working with one of the other um, instructors in the system to um, get some actual evidence of the efficacy of the type of work we were doing. So I really um, brought my science into the system. So we keep using the word energy medicine, but could you give the audience just your own definition of how you define energy medicine? So um, if you ask me what it is I practice and teach, would I describe it as energy medicine? Energy medicine is an accurate description, but I would describe it as mind-body medicine. Um, and I'll, and I'll talk about those two descriptors and why one versus the other. Um, the first is um, why, why mind-body medicine. Um, mind, uh, so there at the National Institute of Health, there are all types of definitions of different types of alternative and complementary medicine. One of them is energy medicine. So for example, Reiki would be energy medicine. And um, mind-body medicine is another category which really honors the impact of our belief systems and our stresses and our emotions on our physical health. 
and it, and it's really based on the the very rigorous science of that connection, and um, so so that's the term that I favor. You know, we've written grants and and research papers where you had to put a category of, of your type of alternative medicine, you had to put it in one of the buckets mm -hmm. and mind body medicine is, is I think the best descriptor. How would, and me as a scientist, why didn't I go with the energy medicine? Why don't I describe myself as being an energy medicine practitioner, which I am by the way, uh, because to me, that sounds a little more uh, out there, like less people are, would be open to it. Uh, with that name. Not that it's any different, but, but my, one of my goals in, in working in this whole area is to make it more mainstream. More people need to experience the amazing things that this type of, of medicine can, can do for their health. And the, the more doors that are open to even trying it in the first place, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the better impact it can have on the very tough health issues in the world today. And so that's why I, I chose with a, a terminology that I felt um, was more rigorous and more scientific. So energy medicine, if we, if we look at that name, that is any type of medicine that, that works with moving energy to heal the body. And so really Chinese medicine, acupuncture, working with energetic points, acupoints, and uh, that are on rivers of energy in the body, the meridians, that system is a system of uh, moving energy in the body. You can uh, do that with herbal treatments or by putting obviously acupuncture needles in, in these acupuncture points and that gets the chi or energy moving. Um, but, you know, in the system that I practice, we read information from the client's body. You can do that in an in-person session. You can do that in a remote session. And you, you do that with the muscle testing, you're getting yes, no biofeedback from somebody's body and you're defining uh, what we call a, a healing roadmap, a set of destinations uh, to be addressed that really describe the path to healing. And that, that gets activated energetically. It, it, it gets activated through all the acupuncture meridians in the body. So it it definitely moves energy. If you get a session, you can feel like tightness in a restricted area melt away. You can feel energy and warmth in different areas of the body that are addressed, just like you can if you do a yoga class or martial arts. It is, it is similar to all of these ancient technologies that work with the energy systems of the body. The body is scientifically, it, it is electric and it is electromagnetic and it emits a lot of energy. And um, the, there are many systems that can interpret and read what is going on in these energy fields and therefore um, 
introduce correcting balances that promote health. I don't know if that was as Yeah, well. no, that was great. I, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I, I didn't realize um, all that was involved. So um, just making sure that we connect the dots, um, we had left off that um, you were become you had become a teacher in this energy medicine um, because you wanted to bring the science into your classes and make sure people really understood the scientific basis. So what happened from there to where you are now? Um, I, I spent the last, I don't know, uh, I guess eight or nine years um, developing uh, science-based trainings for people that practice energy medicine, mind-body medicine, alternative medicine, that teach them about the latest science really the latest science that I read out of, you know, scientific journals that were just published and allow them to integrate these scientific principles into their practice. And since my background is human genetics and human epigenetics, I, I, I have done a lot of reading in that area and developing energetic approaches to repair um, the body at that level. And I've been teaching, you know, hundreds of practitioners all around the world um, in that area, as well as the ability to um, address and work with the latest science of the human microbiome and how the microbiome and the immune system keep each other in, in balance. Um, and so I've had several areas that are my scientific passions that I use a lot in my own sessions, and it has been uh, a, a journey of, of really deciding um, a new area that I want to develop a course, doing a lot of basic research in the scientific literature in that area, and then distilling down concepts that I can train um, alternative healthcare practitioners in to be able to use that science in their practice. And uh, what I have observed is that this works. I mean, if you bring in the latest scientific insights to help people understand what the epigenetic code is and how it uh, is related to uh, chronic disease, um, the, the techniques in, in the system really allow us to work with this science and make a, a, a very big difference in people's health. So that, that has been uh, the area that I have been involved in for about the past eight or nine years. So, so you've seen a big difference in, in incorporating the scientific aspect in compared to maybe what you had seen previously to you bringing that in. Is that a fair way to say that? I have, and I can, from training again, you know, people all over the world in these techniques, I also get lots of feedback from my students about how much of a difference this has made in their effectiveness in their practice. Because if this is just something that I could do, it would be one thing, but if I can train other people to, to science up their practice and get better results, that's really what I'm going for. And by bringing in more science, um, 
it, it really helps one's intuition uh, work more effectively. Um, and this is a, this really is a, a practice of intuitive medicine or medical intuition. Okay, so can you explain that a little bit? What do you mean by um, medical intuition? So medical intuition is a word that was uh, coined by, by um, Carolyn Miss and uh, Dr. Norm Sheely, who is a um, pioneer in the field of holistic medicine. He's a, uh, an MD and, um, you know, it's basically training someone to work with their intuition, but in a structured way where they can, they can diagnose imbalances in the physical body, um, with clear intuition and an excellent understanding of the anatomy and the physiology and the energetics of the body. And so what I have brought to that is I have taken the anatomy down to a molecular level because that's my background from my doctorate training into working um, at, at, you know, how, how, how do, what actually go, goes on, for example, in autoimmune disease? What types of cells go awry? What types of processes cellularly get out of uh, whack? By understanding that and applying those tools in an intuitive way, um, you can make a, a, a difference resolving a very tough situation you know, autoimmune disease is not an easy uh, disease to, to address clinically, um, but you can address it with the tools of this system if you understand uh, the science. So you're saying that basically by having a deeper understanding of the scientific part of it, that can help inform your intuition so you can have better insights into what's happening? That is an excellent summary of what I was trying to say, yes. Okay, no, I was just trying to, you had described no. both pieces, I was, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> um, yeah, because that was actually gonna be my next question, trying to make sure that I understood how bringing the science in actually helps, but it's because you, because you have a good understanding of that, now your intuition is free to try to, understand what's happening without being bogged down by trying to get into the details. Yeah, so an analogy that I, that I might use is, you know, without an understanding of some aspect of the body, you, you would have, you, you would be able to enter the house of the body with your intuition and certain rooms would have the lights on, but there would be dark rooms because you wouldn't have any understanding of those rooms. So your intuition would not be able to explore there. And so my goal is just to, to turn the lights on at, at this, this level of the DNA and the RNA in the cells and the dynamics of you know, what goes on in chronic disease that, that is uh, an imbalanced state so that practitioners can see into that realm. 
and and apply their intuition with with clarity around the biology and my observation again and again and again in my own practice and now seeing um, having trained again thousands of other people to do this it makes a big difference if you turn on more lights lights in the in the house your intuition can much more clearly see the types of imbalances and bring in energetic strategies uh, to repair them. So, so let's just say we have a listener who's saying, okay, I can get that you, you, you have this intuition, you understand the science and you can kind of, kind of get a sense for what's going on. How are you actually able to address those issues even once you see those lights? How are you able to address those imbalances? I think that's where um, the the system of body intuitive that I that I've co-designed with my my colleague Dr. Janet Galipo. I think that's it's easiest for me to explain in the mm-hmm. system that yep. that that I work in now, which is we use what we call the east body to repair imbalances in the west body. We use acupuncture points, acupuncture point combinations that have been tried and true for millennia of practice of Chinese medicine, um, they can be used to um, detox a liver that is all congested with pesticides and herbicides to repair the epigenetic damage in that liver. If the practitioner knows one, how to ask questions and figure out at a molecular level what's going wrong in the liver and understands which acupoint combinations might help address and repair that. So that is really where we bring in these these east strategies um, uh, of acupoint combinations to address uh, the imbalances of you know, hormone levels being um, too high, too low, toxicity in different areas of the body, all of the things that tend to go wrong when people uh, develop symptoms and, and whether mild or severe and, and have chronic health issues. So I think most people would think of acupuncture um, puncture points as things that where you need to put needles in. Are you are you using needles in those acupuncture points? We do not use needles. Um, we hold the points. We tap on the points. We we hold a hand above to activate them, kind of energetically. Um, and if you go back to the classical literature in Chinese medicine, a lot of the um, Taoist masters did not put needles in points. They felt it was too rough a treatment. They activated the points um, by tapping or touching. There's a lot of new modalities now that also use acupoints like emotional freedom technique, EFT. And lots of science has been done on, on EFT and the tapping of acupoints in that modality 
And um, with and without the, the hand activation of acupoints um, and shown that the acupoints make a big difference in efficacy of the modality. So there's, there are plenty of validated uh, documentation, both from the recent science and the classics in Chinese medicine that show acupoints can be activated quite nicely without needles. So we don't use needles. Okay. So you were describing a couple of the situations where the body intuitive system would be applicable. Um, you mentioned hormone levels. I think you mentioned autoimmune conditions. What, what type of, if someone was listening, what type of situations might they uh, be appropriate to seek out a body intuitive session? Um, well, we could look at physical issues and emotional issues. So you could, um, if you were uh, depressed or had chronic anxiety um, or just a very high level of stress and felt overwhelmed in general, um, Body Intuitive would support you um, really to lower your stress and would address the emotional issues. Um, on the other hand, you know, anything from digestive issues, headaches, allergies, chronic pain, um, frozen shoulder or, you know, joint issues, um, skin issues, you know, female cycle abnormalities uh, P from PMS to hot flashes, uh, fertility issues. Um, all kinds of things are addressed in the body intuitive system. So how do you think that um, having developed this system, co-developed the system and just your involvement in the different types of mind, body and energy medicine, how do you think that that has impacted your life or those in, in your like immediate life or, or extended students and things like that? Uh, well, it certainly changed my health a lot. So a lot of the issues that, you know, I used to have to use an inhaler twice a day to breathe because I'd had chronic asthma for 25 years. But after addressing all of the, the story behind those symptoms, or in some cases, clearing some of the epigenetic basis of that issue, um, maybe once every year or two, I need to use an inhaler. But for the most part, I have uh, recovered from my, from my asthma symptoms, which is, and asthma is not something that, that one recovers from in Western medicine. Um, similarly, um, allergies, digestive issues. So I've, I've seen a lot of differences in my own health. And, you know, I, I think the other difference in my life is, is, you know, I work in a, a different field. I have, I have my own business. I, I, um, I'm, I'm a mad scientist in a different sort of way now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I know we keep using the term epigenetics and I know not only could you teach classes on it, but you do, but if you had to just give a couple sentences to somebody who wasn't ever hearing the term epigenetics before, how would you describe that to someone? So what is epigenetics? Epigenetics is the science behind how lifestyle factors, 
Okay, so epigenetics is the science behind how lifestyle factors um, impact health. We all know that our stresses and whether we sleep or not, and what we eat and whether we exercise and the emotional challenges that we've lived through impact our health. Epigenetics is the why of that. It's really how your genes get locked into states of imbalance um, so that unless you've got the key to those locks, um, you're stuck in a particular imbalanced state. That sounds very powerful. Um, so what, what else, is there anything else you would want people to know about the body intuitive system that we haven't uh, covered? Um, uh, I, I, there's so much I would want <laughs> to know about the body intuitive system. <laughs> Let me think of one thing. Really. Um, well, one, I, I think I, I want them to know that it is a science-based system and as a scientist, that's what I'm going to represent here now. That's what we're talking about. Me as a scientist who ended up doing alternative medicine. Um, so I, the, the science in body intuitive is more up to date than medical doctors are using in general. Um, we can use the latest science of, of you know, the COVID-19, um, what creates long COVID, um, hormone imbalances, migraines, autoimmune disease. We can use the latest science of all of these. We can understand it and, and I can understand it and use it that day in, in my clinic. So it really is a way to access the latest science, not yesterday's science, not the science of two decades ago. Um, so that's an, a really important thing to me about the system. And the other thing is there, um, we teach people to find, we all have an incredible capacity to heal. And there's some very simple ways to activate those, those capabilities to heal. And so we teach a very short um, three-hour class called Elemental Reset, where everyone learns six resets that they can use on themselves to balance, keep their, you know, manage the incredible stresses of the modern world and stay healthy. We can put a link to that class in the show notes if you'd like, so people can. That, that would be great. Yeah, because I, I really believe in elemental reset. It keeps me sane and and it's really fun and easy, you know. So yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So is that the is that what you would recommend people do if they wanted to learn more about that? Is try out that if yeah, program. if they want to learn more about body intuitive, that that is a good place to start. We also have a um a, a short free presentation called Body Intuitive is Astounding. And in that um, we just have a variety of practitioners and clients sharing their experiences of profound recoveries using the techniques of body intuitive. And I think that it's inspiring to see what's possible. 
because one thing that I notice with the high amount of stress and the impact of the pandemic and the amount of environmental toxins is that younger and younger people have very serious chronic diseases. I mean, I've seen people in their early and mid twenties that have very serious health issues and, um, we need solutions to be able to solve these, these tough cases. And, and I think Body Intuitive uh, provides those. Okay, we can put a link to that um, video as well in the show notes. Okay. Um, so, so if you were talking to somebody and they, you said, okay, they didn't really know much of anything about you know, mind-body medicine, what, what's one thing you would just want them to keep in mind or, or think about or know um, just to try to take away from this? Um, what I, I, you posed this question to me. And so, so I thought about that. And if I were to communicate one thing I would communicate might sound crazy, but it really works. And I encourage you to suspend judgment and just try it, just experience it. So just, um, see what's possible for you. All right. That sounds like a good, good, good plan. Like, I guess the other part is like thinking about what is the downside, right? Like some things like, you know, some, some procedures are very invasive that there's a big downside to just trying, but it sounds like there's not a big downside to trying body into it. There, there is, there isn't really a downside. Yeah. The worst thing that would happen is nothing. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of people are already experiencing that. That doesn't sound like it's different. Probably. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there that that cost a lot of money and that are invasive and that have a lot of side effects. And you're not going to find the side effects here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, is there a um, a resource or a book or anything that you would recommend people to start with if they weren't familiar with mind body medicine as a concept at all? Um, yeah, I thought about that as well. And in terms of energy medicine and, and mind body medicine, the book that I recommend is by um, another PhD molecular biologist. I seek them all out and read their books if they are also doing the crazy sorts of things that I am. And it is a book by Dawson Church. And it's his latest book, Mind to Matter. All his books are great, but Mind to Matter, there's lots and lots of scientific references and scientific studies within it, but he writes in a very engaging, accessible way. So um, you can really see the power of your mind on your body and um, get the science behind that. Yeah. All right. Well, Laura, I really appreciate you spending all this time with us. I know our audience is really going to find this fascinating. So thank you for taking the time today. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. And thanks everyone for listening. It's uh, been a pleasure to be with you all today. All right. That's all for our episode today. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Healing podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe or follow and submit a rating and review. I'd like to offer a special thanks to Nico Skeen for helping with the music and the word of the week. We'll talk to you next time. Don't forget to help others on their journey to healing and be well.